Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Welcome to R slash Today I Effed Up, where OP almost dies from slicing his ball sack. Today I Effed Up by shaving my balls before flying. About a year ago, I was visiting my mom while she was working in Hawaii. She's a flight attendant for some billionaire and has to stay in Hawaii for weeks on end. A colleague of hers was staying at the same hotel. We went to breakfast together, but since my flight was still pending, I left breakfast early to leave and get showered and packed. My mom still wanted to talk with her colleagues, so I told her that I'd call her to come up to the room when I'm ready. While I was in Hawaii, I noticed that my balls were itchy because of my pubic hair. I didn't want to be uncomfortable for my 5-hour flight to California, so I showered, grabbed my razor, and shaved my balls. This isn't super unusual for me, but it doesn't happen all the time. As I was toweling off, I noticed a big red spot on the towel. I looked down to see blood streaming down my leg. It freaked me out for a second until I saw that I nicked my ball sack. I thought, no big deal, I'll just put a tissue on it like I would for my face if I cut myself shaving. I was totally wrong. My nutsack continued to bleed liberally as I desperately tried to stop it, compressing it with a lot of toilet paper. It kept bleeding, a lot. I found that pinching the skin, then putting a tissue on it seemed to be the way to go. But when I stopped pinching it, the blood continued to flow uncontrollably. All I could do was stand in the bathroom with one hand to get ready and the other pinching my ball sack so it wouldn't bleed everywhere. The entire time, I'm getting more and more desperate about the time because of my upcoming flight. So here I am, in my mom's hotel room for her work trip, in a rush to catch my flight with an uncontrollably bleeding nutsack. My mom is still at breakfast with her colleague. I don't know what to do except to call her while she's still at breakfast and ask if she has any band-aids. She asked me if I'm okay and instructed me to look in her toiletry bag. I said, of course I'm okay, but my mother, being the mother she is, continued to ask if everything was alright. I insisted that everything's fine and said that I'll be ready in 10 minutes. Meanwhile, I was pinching my nutsack which stopped the bleeding. But as I applied the bandage, the bleeding started again, completely soiling the bandage and continuing the flow of blood. At this point, I became desperate. For small cuts, I like to use super glue. Super glue was originally invented by the military in the Vietnam War, after all. <laughs> I called my mom again, stupidly asking if she had any super glue in her bag or if it was possible to ask the front desk if they had any. She sounded concerned and began asking me more questions. 
To cease the interrogation, I explained to her that there are certain moments in a man's life where he needs to make sure that he's comfortable, particularly before a five-hour plane ride, and that I was slightly less than careful, and between everything, I'd made a mistake. And as a result, I was bleeding, and I needed either some super glue or more band-aids. My mom ended up coming to the room. She'd brought more band-aids from the front desk. She's, she suggested taking a maxi pad to line my underwear for the flight on top of the band-aid. I took her advice and it felt like wearing a front diaper. Luckily, at this point, pinching the part where I was bleeding from seemed to have slowed it down and a big band-aid seemed to cover slash absorb the blood when I stopped pinching it. I got to the airport, walked through uncomfortably but without difficulty, checking every now and then that I wasn't bleeding to death. My dad met me on the other side, we went to dinner and we had a laugh about it. But I still had to check to make sure that I wasn't bleeding. Thanks for taking care of me, mom. Love you. The top comment of this post asked the exact same question that I was wondering. I wonder what showed up on the body scanner when you went through airport security. Today I effed up by doing what my ex-wife said, ignoring an accident, and two people died. So this happened around 2008, and it's a memory that unfortunately won't go away in my life. It popped up again, unintentionally and unprovoked the other night, and it just doesn't sit right with me, and I'm always left with regret and remorse. So the year was 2008 or so. I tried googling the news headlines to corroborate my claim, but I'm not very good with that sort of advanced search. My then wife at the time is not really a good person at heart. She was a Karen in training and very self-centered. We were heading up the 101 in California for her cousin's wedding one weekend. I want to say that it was around Salinas before the exit to head west to Monterey when an accident happened. I saw a helicopter about 100 yards on our right take off from the fields and I watched it get about 50 feet in the air. Not too high for a helicopter, but enough to be low for a helicopter. I saw it hovering there, and then I saw the propellers for a second, quite visibly, which caught my attention, because you should honestly never be able to see them when they're airborne. So now, I'm paying attention to the helicopter, and I watch smoke come out of its engines. Then, it just stops and plummets to the ground like a rock. I saw it happen, pointed it out, and started to pull over to the shoulder to help, and she yelled at me. What are you doing? I'm pulling over to help. What are you gonna do? I've got a fire extinguisher in the car. I can go put out the flames and try to pull them out. You're not a marine anymore. You can't just go running off saving people. But they could be hurt and I see smoke everywhere. No, we're gonna be late to the wedding. Let someone else deal with it. So away we went. I found out later from the news that the two people died inside from the fire before emergency services got there. The worst part is that when we finally arrived to her cousin's wedding, we found out that they deemed us unimportant enough for the actual ceremony, so it was the reception that we were hurrying to. I feel like those deaths are on me, and I should have done something. OP, I can definitely understand where you're coming from with this, but realistically, I don't know what your fire extinguisher would have done against a helicopter fire. Do helicopters use special fuel? Or do they use just normal gasoline? It's got to be, okay, aviation kerosene. Yeah, man, I don't know what a winky dinky fire extinguisher is going to do against aviation kerosene, but if you had gone to the crash site, you probably would have gotten hurt yourself or more likely just been forced to stand by and watch those people burn to death. 
Sure, yeah, it is possible that you could have helped him, but more than likely, it would have just added to your trauma if you'd been there. I will say, though, that it's a relief that your wife is now your ex-wife. She sounds like a horrible human being. Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. Life is full of compromise, but there's one thing in life that you should never compromise on, your own health. That's why I like to use ZocDoc to find the best doctors for me. That's how I found my personal doctor, as well as the pediatrician for my little girl. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you, and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doctor you want, you can book them immediately. No more awkwardly waiting on hold with a receptionist. My favorite thing is that you can see doctor reviews. I mean, who wants to go to a doctor who makes you sit alone in a room for an hour and then rushes out after barely speaking to you? I love using ZocDoc because, to be honest, it's easy and I'm lazy. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash R-S. ZocDoc.com slash R-S. Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R slash at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code R slash at liquidiv.com. Today I effed up by going on a date with a therapist. Last September, my ex-wife and I filed for divorce. We were separated. One of my best friends said that I should try dating. She's never led me astray before, so I said, screw it, why not? The first girl I match with on Hinge seems nice. We talk for a few days since I'm on a business trip and we plan to go out when I get back. She's a therapist who works with neurodivergent kids. We chat a bit and all is good. We go on our first date after work on a Tuesday. I pick her up at her place and go to my favorite pizza joint in her area. It starts a bit awkward, as first dates do. She then tells me, I can't wait to tell you that I'm pregnant. Okay, weird. Maybe it's the nerves. It's important to understand that we've had no booze at this point. I think she's just nervous. A few minutes later, she's telling me about her parents who live near the Wisconsin-slash-Minnesota border. For context, we're in Chicago. Then, her parents just show up and sit down with us. So, I'm against the wall of the booth with her dad sitting next to me. She's across from me. Her mom is next to her. Okay, I guess I'm paying for their meal too. Double date. Great. Her mom and dad tell me they've heard a lot about me, but how could they know anything about me? They talk about what it's like working for a vocational school. So, I start freaking out as I've only said that I'm a school administrator, nothing more. I say the job is great, but I'm looking to go back to the middle school or elementary school next year. Her dad says that she can't wait to have a son-in-law like me. 
The mom says that she can't wait to have me marry into the family. Awkward. They were drinking, so I gave them a pass. The awkward evening continues. We start leaving, and I pick this girl up, so I've also got to drop her off. My grandma raised a gentleman, you know? I figured I'd do that and dip. Nope. We get back, and the parents park next to me. They all invite me up. My mom said that she baked a great pumpkin pie earlier today. Well, shoot, I love me some pumpkin pie. I decide, screw it, might as well get something out of this night. I had some pie. Truthfully, it was some of the best pumpkin pie I've ever had. I tried to leave, and they weren't really letting me leave by giving me more pie or starting a new conversation topic. My best friend, the one who told me to start dating, calls me. I ask what's up. I took the call in the bathroom, and she comes up with this plan, that I'm gonna go pick up my friend, Eddie, with a flat tire. Great, I have an out. My date says that she needs to walk her dog. Fine. Come with me and walk me down to my car. Her mom comes too. Her mom says it's nice to meet me, and then she says, I'm so glad that my daughter found you. I didn't think that she'd be able to settle down since we've had her committed three times, and then just walks away. What? I'm panicking now, sweating a bit. I turn to get in my car, and the chick is right there. She hugs me, tries to kiss me. She tells me, I love you. I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. Great. Gotta go. You know, my friend needs help and all. I get in the car, and I can see this chick in my rearview mirror, and she's calling me. I pick up, and she said, You didn't say that you love me. My best friend calls. Oops, hang on, important call, and I pick up. I tell my friend about this, and she's laughing her butt off. I am horrified at this point, thinking that the headlights in my rearview mirror are her, so I start speeding for the highway. Because I'm speeding, I get pulled over. The cop asks me why I'm speeding, and I tell him everything. It takes a, it takes a good five to six minutes to get him to understand. He notices that I have Wisconsin plates, and all he says is, Bro, never put your dick in crazy. Thanks, bro chacho. The cop feels sorry for me and escorts me to the highway. Great, freedom. The chick texts me. I try to ghost her, but I left out one important detail. I went to the date on a school night, wearing spirit wear with my school logo. Once you know the name of my school, it's hard not to find the school because it's the only type of school like this in the country. I go to my boss the next day and I tell him the situation. He says that I'm an effing idiot for wearing my work shirt. He laughs his butt off about the whole situation and asks if I blocked her. Oh, that's a good idea. So I do it. And he tells me again that I'm an effing idiot for not thinking this through. Turns out, she figured out where I worked. She starts calling my desk, asking when we're going out again. She leaves a message saying that she wants to be engaged by the time that she's 30. Which, by the way, is literally next month for her. At this point, I'm freaking out. There's a security guard in the building, so I tell him what happened and I gave him her name. He told me that he'd take care of it if she came by, but also he told me to move my car to the back. This chick shows up at my school asking to see me. Security tells her that I don't work here. She gets snotty with the security guard and gets escorted out. She calls my desk phone, pleading with me to give her a chance. Then she finds my sister and my best friend through Facebook. She tells them that she's my soulmate, and I tell them to block her. This chick was crazy. I got her to calm the F out when I told her that I'm going to report her for harassment to her licensing board. 
What's so funny about this post to me is that this lady presents OP with a parade of red flags, but she has pumpkin pie. And OP is like, hmm, I am in mortal danger because this person is insane, but I do like pumpkin pie. Today I effed up by letting my kid watch prank YouTube videos, and it resulted in her ruining my car tank. My 11-year-old daughter likes to watch prank videos on YouTube. I really don't care unless the videos include sexual stuff. A few weeks ago, she watched a video where some dudes filled a car tank with food. Fast forward to last week. I was emptying some older gas into my car tank with a funnel because I didn't want to run it through the lawnmower. My daughter thought that this was the perfect chance to pull a prank. When I was getting gas for the mower, my daughter poured cans of chili down the funnel. The next day, I was having trouble with the engine of my company car, so I had it towed to the company garage. They ended up charging me around $3,000 to get it fixed. When I confronted her, she confessed, saying that she thought that it would be funny. I'm now going to put restrictions on her iPad so she can't watch this kind of stuff. Today I effed up by accidentally deleting my university's entire database. So I'm a third year computer science student doing an internship to get some experience. Mostly, I've been doing simple tech support and handling basic issues. My supervisor asked me to clean up some old files on one of the servers to free up space. He left for a meeting and I got to work. Now, I know my way around Linux and servers, so I thought this would be easy. As I was deleting old log files and backups, I accidentally typed rm-rf asterisk into the wrong directory. I instantly realized my mistake, but it was too late. I had just wiped every single file on the main database server. Panic set in. Five years of records, course materials, enrollment info, you name it, gone in 10 seconds of stupidity. I broke into a cold sweat paralyzed, not knowing what to do. The server was redundant, so data could be restored from backups. But those servers were in the hands of another department. I had to confess to my supervisor about what just happened. He turned ghostly white, swore a bit, but then focused on contacting the backup admins to start an emergency restoration. I spent the rest of the week helping get data back online and apologizing profusely. At the end of my internship, my supervisor said that I'd caused some of the most dramatic on-the-job experience he'd ever witnessed, but he appreciated how I owned up to my mistake and helped to fix it. While they'll be double-checking any commands I enter from now on, I'm still welcome again next turn. Lesson learned. Be very careful when wielding powerful commands, especially on production servers. That was our slash today I effed up. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.